Well, welcome to Panel Sunday. We love, we love this time together, mm-hmm. uh, always do. Last week, we had Vision Sunday, and it's where uh, I, we talked about the vision for 2023. And every year, the Sunday following Vision Sunday, we always have mm-hmm. our, our pastors here to just discuss what we talked about last week. Let's, let's go over this again. Let's talk about where we're going this next year. We are thrilled to have all of you joining us on live stream today, on podcast, on all the different medias that we have. We're thrilled to have you join us and, and hope you hang with us this entire year as we yes. talk about faith as we talk about a life of faith. Uh, it's gonna be good today to have Paul and, and Josh uh, with us as we're up here talking about living mm-hmm. by faith. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna be a powerful year, but four times in the Bible, in four different places, the Bible tells us that we are to live by faith. Now, we all use that word, faith, 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 oh, what, uh, what faith are you? Meaning maybe what denomination or what church do you go to? We use the word faith a lot. We got to understand faith is a lifestyle. Right. It's, it's the way, it is the mm-hmm. way we live. It's not a, a religious topic for a preacher on a Sunday morning sermon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the way we live. Right. And then we read in Hebrews 11, it's impossible to please God without faith. Mm-hmm. Well, we probably ought to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. possible yeah. to please God without faith, we ought to talk about it. And so that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to get this in our mm-hmm. understanding. Paul, kick us off here. Turn in your Bibles, if you have one, to Ephesians chapter 2. If you don't look on with your neighbor, they may have theirs with them or pull it up on your smartphone. We're going to start this out by looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And, and just laying a little groundwork here. So, so it says, faith is not something that we conjure up on our own. Can I have an amen? Isn't that good? Nor is it something that we're born with. Nor is faith the result of diligence and study or the pursuit of the spiritual. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 make it very clear that faith is a gift from God, not because we deserve it, not because we've earned it, not because we are worthy to have it. It's not from ourselves, the scripture says, it is from God. Look at, once again, for it is by grace that you have been saved, through what? Help me. Faith. 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 And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So church, as we look at this, God designed a way to distinguish between those who belong to him and those who don't belong to him, and it's called faith. So very simply, we need faith to please God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, you know, the Bible says that. It's impossible to please God without faith. So it's very important. So, so God tells us that it really, really makes him happy. It really pleases him when we believe him, even though we can't see him. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Hebrews eleven six says that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Well, you can't see him but the reward of your faith in seeking what you cannot see, right? That, yeah. That's how it's mm-hmm. gonna work. Yeah. He's gonna reward yeah. it. No, it's really good because it, faith, it's almost like two sides of the same coin. 
he gives it to us. He, the, Jesus is the initiator and perfecter of our faith. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, we're not just saved by grace, it's through faith. And so the salva I receive salvation when I believe that God is who he says he is and that he did what he said he did and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And so I receive salvation that way and then that produces this life that I now live right. keeping my faith in him. And, and I love that our, our, our theme is live by faith, but I would, I would say that everybody lives by faith. We've all got faith in something. Yeah, that's true. And so I would say that even if you're doubting God, it's not that you don't have faith, it's that you begin to put your faith in the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're to be people who live in obedience based on how God tells us to live because that shows that we believe who he says that he is. Yes, but yes. I, I want to say as we start into this year, um, f faith is not us, our th us three up here. It's not our occupation. Right. What you got to know, this is not our yeah. occupation, yeah. nor is it a, a subject matter for us to get up here and uh, talk about. It is the life that we live. We live. It's enabled us to live. Um, you, you think about Paul and the life that he's lived and the things in this life that he has gone through and endured and dealt with. Let me tell you, it is by faith that Paul is even here today yes. mm -hmm. in his right mind. Mm -hmm. It's by faith that he's here. Yeah. Uh, Josh talks about his testimony all the time, coming through those early teenage years and the, and the difficulties that he went through living life. And it is by faith that yep. Josh is not in some crack house somewhere today, mm -hmm. just completely stoned out of his mind, living mm -hmm. on Skid Row somewhere that he is that he is here, and see, it's a life of faith. You don't get to be my age in life without experiencing a lot that this life has for us. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through, as I've talked about, I, I've experienced marital trouble. I've experienced that. I've experienced financial crisis. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that. At my age, you don't get here without a lot of surgeries. I've had back surgery. I've had my shoulder put back together. I've had stomach trouble with the top and the valve of my stomach. I, mm -hmm. I've had surgery after surgery. And it's just, oh, what happened? It's part of life. It's yep. just living life. Mm -hmm. That's just what happens if you live long enough. Mm -hmm. So for all of you young people who just are bulletproof, just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. It, it's, it's by faith that we live. It. It's mm -hmm. by faith mm -hmm. that we live. And, and for us, we're going to be talking about this year, here's how we've survived. Here's how we're still here. Here's how God has enabled us. And it's been a, life, it's been a lifestyle of faith. That's right. Well, Tim, at our leadership conference that we had going on this weekend, talking to all of the different leaders that were here, what he was saying, he was encouraging them, you know, you don't go read a book and then go out and preach it to your people. You, you, now I'm not saying don't read a book. Sure, sure read sure. lots of books. <laughs> you know, they help you. But you, you can't preach what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And for Tim and Josh and I, we just want our church to know that when we're up here preaching, we're preaching what we need to hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. because yep. we're just like you. We're trying to live our life and glorify God and do the best that we can. And in the end, to hear him say, 
well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful servant. Yeah. So yeah. the reason that we're preaching on faith this year is because we need faith in our life, just like you need faith in your life. Josh mentioned about saving faith. You know, yeah. when grace saves us, but we put our faith in what Christ did, and that's mm-hmm. a saving faith. Well, there's a couple of versions of faith. There is saving faith, then there is sustaining faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and you are filled with inexpressible joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So faith saves you, right? Mm-hmm. And it continues, continues to save you throughout right. your whole yep. life. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's great. And I, I love how you're talking about like faith is that thing um, that gets us through these trials and these tribulations and these hurts and these pains and these storms that come. Um, and, and so therefore, like as believers, we've got to know that faith is the dictator of our life. We don't let the storms be the dictators That's of it. our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, I love the story of Mark 4 when Jesus and his disciples are on the boat Jesus said, we're going to go to the other side. He goes in and, and takes a nap. Well, then a storm comes and the disciples are freaking out. And they go to Jesus like, don't you care if we're going to die? And he rebukes the winds and the waves. He makes it calm. But then he looks at the disciples and he says, where's your faith? Mm-hmm. You know, where's your faith? What? And so it's not that the storms aren't going to come. It's that we, we, our faith is in Christ. And so we're looking to him. We're holding on to him, believing every day as if he's going to move. And even if he doesn't, we don't bow down to the storm. I don't let the storm dictate my behavior in life or my response to life. I live in obedience to him, and that's putting faith in him and not faith in the storm that's outside of the boat. Good. That's that's so true. So true. And we're going to talk a lot about... Uh, about Hebrews 11, but it talks about faith being hoped for. You talked a little bit about that yeah. earlier mm-hmm. today. Because so, verse 1 says, faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. Yeah. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And so I th- a lot of Christians, I th- you know, I'm, this is kind of a terrible example, but it's like they're getting their heads kicked in for most of their life. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, they, they may be getting exactly what their hopes are set on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I think as believers, like, we've got to get our hopes, hopes up. up. We put yeah. our faith in him, yeah. believing. We, we live by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's not what I see. It's what yeah. I know can happen. Jesus yeah. could see the storm, but he didn't live by the sight of the storm. Yeah. 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 He so lived good. knowing my father has empowered me to calm the storm, to yeah. silence the storm. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to follow in his example and not live by what we see but, but but this hope this confidence of what we hope for is actually going to happen well, the confidence of what we've hoped for and i've had it happen to me several times i've had people come to me and say tim stop getting their hopes up when i'm in a situation and i'm trying to minister faith trying to put yeah. faith in people's heart and i've been called over to the side and rebuked by folks you've got to stop getting people's hopes up if we don't get our hopes up, we're doomed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my goodness, we're, I, I don't care how old you are in here today, there are things that you need to be hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am hoping for this next week. I'm hoping for next month. I'm ho- I've got things in my heart. Hope is in my heart, yep. and, and our faith is in what, what the Scripture says, Josh. Yep. It is your substance. Yep. It's, it's what you That's hold right. on yeah, to. Absolutely. It's what you hold on to. Yeah. Paul, I remember this, this, this testimony that you told about, um, I think we did that. We talked about faith a few years ago, but I remember this testimony just came to my mind. Holy Spirit led on my heart, but, uh, you had a, y'all had a motorcycle 
Oh, uh, they yeah. got stolen one time. Yeah, well, my son. And instead of just being Debbie Downer and like, oh, yeah. well, but you, yeah. can you yeah. share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't me because I probably wouldn't have done the crazy thing that I said to my son. <laughs> my son, he saved, he, you know, he was little. He was like, I don't know, nine years old or so. He saved all of his birthday money, Christmas money. He had $600. He went and bought a motorcycle, right? And he was proud of that thing and so excited. Well, somebody came up and stole it right out of our carport. I mean, literally right out of our carport. They stole it, and it was gone. And, um, you know, we made some posters and tried our best. But I remember that night in the bed, I said to him, I said, we're going to pray, and God's going to bring that motorcycle back. And we prayed, and then after I laid my head in my bed, I said, dear God, <laughs> I better cycle back. And, uh, and literally, literally, church, in three weeks after we began to pray, uh, there was a garbage man. He was picking up the cans, and he, he phoned over here to the church and said, you know, I saw that sign. Some guy was looking for a motorcycle. He said, well, do they live across the street? And I think it was Sean or somebody said, yes, our secretary. And he said, well, there's a motorcycle in his yard right now. And sure enough, somebody, whoever stole it, brought it back. Wow. And put it back in <laughs> and, the yard. You know, and that was such a powerful testimony yeah. Yeah. for my son to see that. Yeah. Yeah, but standing by faith. Yeah. Anybody, I love that because you got, you got his hopes up. Got his hopes yeah, up. I love yeah, that. And they all had faith and believed and then saw it come to pass. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love, uh, but it, this lifestyle of faith, it, walking through these storms, different things, but uh, I, I love verse 13 in chapter 11. It says, all, is, after it goes and talks about just like the hall of faith, all these characters uh, who live by faith, it said, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. Yes. Though they did not receive all that was promised, but they saw it, they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. And so it's neat because they... Even if they didn't see the promise, they held on to what God said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because they held on to what God said, they were able to get through this life without just completely falling apart. But yes. they kept their hopes and their sights on the Lord. And it almost reminds me of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they said, even if yeah. God doesn't come yeah. through, I'm not going to bow to anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And so like to, to have that type of faith where... I believe I've got words and downloads and promises for the Lord, where I, but, but I believe like even if I don't see them in my lifetime, I believe my kids are going to see them in their mm -hmm. lifetime. But I hang yep. on to that like every day, like he's going to move. But even if he doesn't move, mm -hmm. I know that he's going to work through the not moving to change me, to transform me yes. into his son's image. Yep. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth every single right. day yeah. by yeah. faith. Good, good. Yeah. good. I'll get to you in just a minute. I got something good. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, it says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Mm -hmm. Abram believed the Lord. Our faith is tied to our believing God. Mm -hmm. I believe God. Okay, well, what does that mean? I believe that he will do what he says yep. he's going to do. Mm -hmm. I believe that he will never leave me or forsake me. No matter what I go through, I believe God will never leave me. I believe that God will see me through. In, in, right in the middle of mm -hmm. what I'm going through, and boy, I, I don't see a way out of this. is a dark, dark moment right, right. now. I believe God is going to see me mm -hmm. to the other side of this, and at that point... I'm going to be happy, blessed, but, but right now I'm in yeah. the middle of this. But see, I believe God will see me through. That's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that's mm -hmm. how, that's what it means to live by 
faith. faith. We live by faith. What that means is I believe God. Well, that's kind of a religious, oh, I believe God. No, no, no. (laughs) I believe God Mm -hmm. is going to get me through what I'm dealing with right now. And when you live by faith, when you believe God is going to get you through, what happens is it changes your reaction. It changes your response to what you're going through. Right, I'm in the middle of this. Well, how are you happy in the middle of this? How come you're not Debbie Downer in the middle of this? Because I believe God. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe he's going to get me through this. So I'm having a great day in the midst of a real bad situation Mm -hmm. because I believe God. And that's what we're going to be talking about this year. That's a lifestyle of faith. Whatever happens, Mm -hmm. I'm going to to come out of this thing. And that that takes us to we walk by, help me, faith Faith. and not by sight. sight. And that's what we're looking at here. We're walking by faith and not by sight because this is the contrast between truth and perception okay it's very important that we understand this so we could easily say i walk by truth and not by perception that's mm-hmm. basically what that's saying yeah i walk by faith and not by sight i walk by truth what i know to be true of god not by the things yeah. that i see happening in my life right now so it's a contrast between truth and perception. What we know to believe to be true and what we perceive at the moment yeah. to be true, okay? And this is where we struggle in our faith. We struggle with the lack of faith because we follow our perceptions instead of what we know to be true. Let me yeah. give you an example because, you know, first off, and we're going to be really methodically working this in our hearts this year. We've got a real definite direction that we're going here. So for the first thing that you have to come to is faith is relational, mm-hmm. right? You were talking yeah. about this. Faith mm-hmm. is what saves you and connects you with the Father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole, the whole beginning purpose of faith is connect you relationally, relationally with the Father. So <clears throat> for that to happen, you have to believe in Jesus, right, and mm-hmm. his son. So we may believe that Jesus was a real person. We may believe that Jesus died by crucifixion. We may even believe that Jesus led a perfect life according to God's law. But what we don't see is how our faith in Christ makes us righteous in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. You can't see that. We can't see Jesus atoning for our sins, right? We can't see that. And therefore, we struggle with a lack of faith. And as a result of this lack of perception, our lives don't reflect faith the way it should reflect it. Mm-hmm. So that's why faith has to become your substance and your evidence. Yep. You know, you, you preach a lot, Josh, about identity yeah. and, and your position with God mm-hmm. and how, you know, because the devil wants to put you under condemnation and shame sure. all, the time, all the time. And he wants to tell you, you're not God's kid. You're not worthy. You don't have value. I mean, we all, we've all heard the devil telling us that in our ear, probably yeah. at some of the lowest times of our lives. That's why faith is so important because faith is what gives you the ability to know truth, not yeah. what you perceive, not mm-hmm. what your carnal flesh is telling yeah. your doubts, whatever, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda, I've heard it said this way too, as you reminded me of, is that, that truth is never at the mercy of fact. Yeah. And so the fact may be that you blew it, but the truth is you've been forgiven. Yes. Right. And yeah. so the fact, yeah. and, and even stepping in more to the miraculous here is like, the facts may be that it's stage four. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But the truth may be, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. you can yep. cast that mountain yep. into its sea. Yep. Yep. And if the disciples, back to the disciples on the boat, Jesus said, let's cross to the other side. The disciples, the storm caused amnesia of what Jesus told them. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Totally forgot. Right? Yeah. They forgot that Jesus said, we're going to the other yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And so we put our faith in his promise that he said, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. And so, but they, they let the facts of the storm yeah. rob them of the truth of what Jesus yeah. said was going to happen. And, and we're yeah. not denying facts. Yeah. It, yeah right. I'm, I'm hurting right, right now, but God's going to heal. I don't, I'm, I, I'm in a yeah. difficult right now, but I'm going to the other side. I don't deny the storm. I don't I, deny the problem. Yeah. I deny its influence in my life. It's, that's right. Say, yeah. go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. <laughs> we got to get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't deny the storm. I don't deny the problem. I deny its influence in my influence life. Influence yeah. in yeah. my life. Man, give... Yeah. give mm-hmm. He always comes up with something. Man, that's good. <laughs> write that down. I'm going to preach a whole preach sermon, sermon on that. that. I'm going to give you a few weeks to forget that he's the, the one that said it, but I'm going to talk about that's that. That's so true. <laughs> that's good. Um, I, you know, I just want to unpack this right here for just a minute, this thought. Because I remember when I was younger, and I would look at ministers, and I would think, man, those, those guys, they don't, they're different than me. <laughs> they're they're. Sure. stronger they're like superheroes they obviously don't have the same kind of in-laws that I have in, <laughs> in my family that they have in theirs because whoa you know I just I couldn't connect with them and I think it's important for our church to understand that um that we all experience times when our faith falters mm-hmm. everybody is going to I mean it's just part of being human and following the Lord, but because of the gift of God given to us by our Father, God will provide times of trial and testing in order to prove that our faith is real. Yep. Now, once again, I'm not saying that God brings sickness or whatever on no, people. Right. Well, that's no. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is it is to sharpen, improve, and strengthen our faith. That's why James tells us, consider it pure joy, joy. when you encounter trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith will mature you, mm-hmm. right? It will, it will grow you. In other words, <clears throat> instead of having a yellow stripe going down your back and being afraid of every single thing that's going to come your way in life, that strengthens you and you get a rod of iron going down your back. You get mm-hmm. grit, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that does something for you as you respond in faith. Right. So it changes you. Literally, it makes you a different person in who you are. <clears throat> so when you go through hard times, not if you go through hard times, because yeah. it says when, not when. if. That's good. So when you go through hard times, and sometimes you're going to falter or whatever, one of the important things is, is faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. Yep. Not having heard. Mm-hmm. And that's why you'll, you'll, you'll think when Tim's saying, and I've heard Tim say this many times, you need to be here Sunday and Wednesday. Oh, Tim preaches that all the time. He preaches that all the time. Well, how many of y'all have ever noticed that Tim's here Sunday and Wednesday even when he's not preaching? Mm-hmm. Tim's here Sunday and Wednesday. He's not even the one preaching. I've watched Chloe, who is new in our leadership, up here preaching. Now, Tim shared a lot of his notes with her to help her preach what she's preaching. He's sitting down here in this chair taking notes, pages of notes, of her preaching stuff that he's already preached a hundred times even with josh and i mm-hmm. he taught us so much of what we know but tim knows that faith comes by hearing, hearing yep. not yep. having 
heard, and that's why we are here all the time because we know that our faith is diminished and it must be replenished. It is, and, and I liken it to uh, my truck. Uh, I fill it up with diesel and go down the road and I don't just keep on going. It, I got yeah. to pull mm -hmm. over and I got to refuel mm -hmm. because it's being pulled out of that tank. And as I live my day, the, dif the difficulty, well, just the living day, That's the right. day, yeah. it pulls right. on your faith. That's yeah. And it's pulling yeah. that out of you. And so you pull over. Well, see, I don't, Tim, I'm glad you read the Bible. I don't have time. In the morning, I got to get to work. You know, we just are doing family time on Sunday. That's our time to go to the lake. We're doing, what I'm telling you is, I'm going to do family time as soon as church is over. Right now, I'm pulling in the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. See, right now, I'm going for, I'll do family time another night, but Wednesday night, I'm going to be making sure that there's fuel in my tank. Yeah. And, and that's what we do by hearing the word. Yeah, right. I, I put fuel in my truck one time, but I got to do it again. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You don't, <laughs> that's so true. You can't just fill your truck up one time and then expect yeah. it to last yeah, forever. Yeah, good to go. Right? Now, it's your truck. You know, you might be saved and going to heaven, but you're going to get your brains kicked in for the next yeah. 60 years because yeah. you're not continuing to that's fill right there. up. But yeah. it's the rhema that faith comes by hearing the spoken word of God, the word that proceedeth out of his mouth. Yeah. Now, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, not 25 years ago, yeah. but it's the word now. And we get that from our secret place, from our private devotion with the Lord as yeah. he speaks to us. Good. I get that as I read his living, active word. Even if you've read it a thousand times before, it still is speaking to you. It's still good for correction and rebuke and building up and edifying you in the spirit. And then also gathering in the church Sunday morning, Wednesday night, mm -hmm. at youth group, at kitchen. Every time the doors are open that you're here mm -hmm. with family mm -hmm. listening to the word of God for today. And that fills your spirit up. I had yes. a young person come to me here a few weeks ago after church on Wednesday night. He said, Pastor Tim, you're, you're just such a strong man of God. I, thought, I am right now because I've just been in church. You should have seen me yesterday at three when I wanted to punch this guy's lights out. <laughs> uh, you, 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 we fill yeah. up with the mm -hmm. Word of God. Yeah. You fill up with the Word of God and you've got to stay fuel in your right. tank you just you just have you, to you mentioned last service about when you when your truck pulls a trailer when it's pulling That's the load true, yeah. it runs out faster that is true and that made me think about when jesus go if you when you read the gospels and he goes into a town and it says and he healed all the sick there mm -hmm. well good grief how long did that take yeah you know how long how many people did he it's have to lay hands on that's a lot yeah. of work and then you see a few verses later he got he woke up early yeah. he snuck off when darkness came yeah. so that he could get alone yeah. with the yeah. father yeah. And then Jesus himself said, I don't do anything that the Father hasn't told me to do. That is I don't so say anything that I haven't heard the Father tell me to say. But if you live on empty, what are you going to mm -hmm. live by? Your own mind and your mm -hmm. own thoughts yeah. and your own it wants, is. and you're going to knock somebody and, and, out. And we've got to be aware of that. Yeah. You, you've got to have a, a gas gauge inside your head. And, and I'm not going to find myself on the side of the road because I'm watching that fuel gauge going over toward empty. And I, I kind of know how far I can go, except, mm -hmm. and what, what I said was I put a big trailer and I load that thing full of horses that all weigh 11 or 1,200 pounds a piece. That gauge goes a lot quicker. It's <laughs> yes. going because I'm really pulling, it goes quicker. And there are some days in my life, my gauge is in pretty good shape. 
Boy, some days there's just a suction and it's going toward yeah. empty yeah. fast. I better duck in here and just refill my yeah, tank. That's right. Well, and I mean, you know, there's, there's been times where I hooked my trailer on the back of your truck. Mm-hmm. You pulled me. Yep, yep. I was out of gas. That's good I word. couldn't do it. Yeah. And that's what we do for the, that's, that, that's what we do. That's for what the another, church is that, all about. And so, but if I'm not here and I'm not connecting relationally and I'm not investing in my relationships with other people of like faith, then when the time comes, what am I going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but there's also something you have to be very careful about in that because you can get a false sense of how much gas you have in your tank because you've hitched your wagon to somebody else mm-hmm. and they're pulling you. And you don't realize it, but you're out of gas. But at some point in time, they're not going to be there to pull you. Yeah. So that's why it's important that you're here mm-hmm. because you're hearing the word and you're being filled continually. So when that moment does happen, and it's going to at some point in time, somebody's yep. going to move, a best mm-hmm. friend's going to move yep. off, a family yep. something, and then you're going to know, okay, wow, do I really that's, have a and relationship? That's and that's what relationships in the body of Christ is all about. I pull you, and mm-hmm. I don't mind doing that because last week you were pulling, pulling me. me. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do for yeah. one another. That's just then, the way we do it. And then by faith, realizing like I, like we all, not just the pastors or if you're in leadership or you've been following Christ for 20 years, but we all in this room have the same spirit of God that raised Christ Jesus yeah. from yes. the dead. Yeah. Yes. And so like that, he fuels me. He, he, he edifies me. He builds me up. He empowers me to live this life of faith. He doesn't just leave me on, a, on my own. That's right. But it comes as I have that direct connection with him as I fix my eyes on Jesus and he's the initiator and perfecter of my faith yeah. and he allows, he causes that. Faith grows. Yeah. It's not something yeah. that stays small. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that grows in our life and should grow over time. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but it's really <laughs> good. So I want to tell it to you. Uh, <laughs> Romans chapter five, verse one. Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's since my faith has got me in a right position with God, I got peace. Mm-hmm. I don't have peace because of my checking account. I don't have peace because of what I'm dealing with in my body. I don't have peace because of somebody was nice to me today. Mm-hmm. I got peace because I've been made right with God through faith. Yeah, absolutely. It, no, that's, that's totally it. And, and, and I love that I've, I've got peace with God and I've got peace from God because I put, I put my faith in him. And it, you know, it's, in, it's important that we, back to, we hang on to that peace, but don't allow the storms to rob you of peace. I think what oftentimes, like a lot of people do, is they go through a storm, and they go through a trial or a tribulation, or they're having a hard time, and what they do is they go, well, God must not move like he says he moves in Scripture, or he must not care about me like he says he does. And so what we do is we begin to lower, we begin to allow our faith to be robbed, which is what the devil's trying to do with believers is rob you of belief. Of your faith, of, yeah. You know, the devil's okay sometimes with you believing in God, but he doesn't, he doesn't want you to actually follow yeah. and be obedient yeah. to God. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we do is we lower our faith to what we have experienced. Good rather than fighting to raise our faith to levels of what the Word says Word is possible. Says. Yep. And, and yep. anything is possible to he that believes. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. John, I'm going to give it right back to sure. you because you talk a lot about this. But uh, Hebrews 11:7 says, and we're going to spend a lot of time this year in Hebrews. Uh, it's referred to as mm-hmm. the faith chapter. Mm-hmm. But Hebrews 11:7, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed yep. God. And what we're going to talk a lot about is faith 
causes obedience. Mm -hmm. Faith causes obedience. And this is kind of a shameless plug for your coming up Wednesday night. He's already told me about what he's going to preach on Wednesday night. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the bullet points here, but, but, uh, uh, Wednesday night, I'm going to be talking about how faith, faith and works are married together. Yes. You know, we're not, we're not saved by our works. We're saved by faith, but it's not a faith that is alone. James teaches in James chapter two that, that, uh, you, you, you know, you show your faith by your works. Right. Abraham was counted righteous in Romans chapter 4, just like Noah was counted righteous because they obeyed God. Mm-hmm. So, like, their faith produced obedience. Our salvation produces obedience to him because he has, trans, he, has, he has ignited this thing in my heart. I want to obey him. I want to go after him. And so it's like I'm not doing these things to earn his approval. I already have his approval, but I'm doing these things for him because I love him. I want to obey Mm -hmm. him. And so you can't you can't separate faith and works. You can't just say that you believe in him and then do nothing for him or not obey his voice. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, if you if you don't really have authentic faith, you can't you you can't respond correctly. Right. right? For example, let's go back to. Uh, Hebrews 11, what Tim was talking about. Okay, by faith, Noah prepared an ark. By faith, Abraham left his home. By faith, these people were willing, you know, to do what God called them to do. By faith, Rahab received the spies. So all, it says all of them proved the existence of their faith by their actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, their belief in God resulted in right action and right responses to what they were facing. It wasn't like Jesus, he didn't, Jesus wasn't out in the middle of that lake, you know, look, you know, okay, here's the start of my life, here's the end of my life, and I'm right in the middle of my life, and God, I'm, Father, I'm following your will, and Jesus didn't freak out and go, God, I'm trying to do what you want me to do, why, why, does, why am I in the middle of this storm? Mm-hmm. Jesus already was aware that storms were a part of life, mm-hmm. and he already knew that that was going to happen, and because he was in right relationship with his Father, he was able to respond the right way to what he was experiencing. So, so good. So it goes back to being relational. And is any where we got that concept, faith keeps us from going through the storms. Mm-mm. Well, that, that's just not what the no. Bible teaches. No. It's just not what the Bible teaches no, about it. Faith is the way we go through the storm. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. us through. It it's not an avoidance the, yeah, of right. it. It's not uh, having faith is not the... And now that I have faith in Jesus, well, I'm not going to experience anything. No, he said, like, you're going to experience, you're going to experience persecution. Yeah. You're yeah. going to experience trouble, but take heart because I have I overcome. overcome. I, I, knew a, I knew a faith pastor taught faith, taught faith. He had a car wreck. This was years ago, and it messed his car up. He took the car to a body shop, paid the guy to hide his car, paid the guy to fix his car, after work, after on weekends when nobody could see, because he did not want anybody in his congregation to know that he had had a wreck because he's a faith man and a faith man Whoa. believes God's protection. And he said, Boy, they won't believe what I, I mean. I can't let anybody know I've had a wreck. Wow. <laughs> you, you teach scripture and you missed it. Yeah. Faith is what gets you through the wrecks. Sure. You're going to have a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's how you deal with that emotionally and physically yes. and mentally. Right. It's just the way we live life. No, absolutely. And not to say that the miraculous doesn't happen. Like, obviously, we put it, we're believing for signs and miracles and wonders this year, and we see healings mm-hmm. happen all the time at mm-hmm. our church. But at this, on the other side of the coin is, like, faith gets me through, and I, I know that God didn't send the sickness, but I know some, that he will use it. It's, yes. mm-hmm. it's just like the crucifixion of Jesus. God didn't crucify his son. Man did, yeah. But God used the crucifixion to set us free from our sins. Absolutely, absolutely. That's so good. Well, I mean, you know, once again, 
one of the things that we're wanting to do this year is, well, we're always wanting to do, is move <laughs> us closer relationally to the Father, yeah. okay? <clears throat> Your faith is going to be shaped and influenced because it is directly proportionate to the level of connection that you have with the Father. Josh mentioned this, you know, Jesus doing all of these miracles, but then oftentimes you read in the Bible, mm -hmm. and Jesus pulled away. Mm -hmm. And Jesus pulled away. He went up to the mountains to pray. He mm -hmm. went up in the mountains to spend time with his Father. He went to make that connection because your faith and how you perceive faith and how you respond in faith is going to be completely influenced by your well, let me give you an example, okay? So let's say that you're going through something and a total stranger comes up to you or somebody that you really don't know all that well and they say to you, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. Well, I don't know them. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the kind gesture, but in my mind I'm thinking, I don't know you, you don't know me. How do you even know it's going to work sure. out? Yeah. Is it working out for you? Yeah. You know, you don't know you don't any know. of that, right? Mm -hmm. So you, it's hard for you to put your faith in that. Now, if I'm going through something and Tim comes up to me, who I've known for 30 years, and I've watched him live a life of faith, and I've watched faith work in his life, I'm going through something and Tim comes up to me and he says, because he's not a stranger, it's going, I don't know how, Paul, but it's going to be okay. God's going to come through and it's going to work out, and you'll come out on the other side of this and you will make it. And God is going to get the glory from it. Well, because Tim, I know him relationally. Sure. I put my faith in him and I trust him. My point is, it's all got to come back to our relational connection with the Father. You know, you're not going to believe a stranger. And if God's a stranger to you and if his yeah. word's a stranger mm -hmm. to you, That's good point. then you're not going to be able to stand and yep. believe him when those things come. That's yep. great. Because That's they are going to come. That's true. Well, what I'm just saying, what a powerful and I'm talking about powerful yep. year yes. that we have ahead yep. for our church. It's, it's going to be, awesome. be a power. It's yeah. going to be a powerful year. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us Christ loved the church. And it says he gave up his life for the church to make her holy and clean. The church is washed by the cleansing of God's word. I've, I, I was thinking here a while back uh, uh, on working on the ranch. And, and I've been really, really dirty. Now, I'm talking about really dirty. And some of the dirtiest times I've been, it, baling hay, and that hay compacts in a baler, and because you've got some problems, sometimes it doesn't spit that thing out. And you, you lay down and you crawl under that baler, and you start pulling that hay out of that baler, and you're cutting it out with a knife, and you're trying to pull it out to free that thing up. And, and you, you never bale hay in 35, 40 degrees. You always <laughs> bale hay at 105. Yeah. I'm sweating all over. So the, the dirt and the grit, the dust, and then the straw, the seeds that are in that, all just falling on you and sticking on you. And I'm talking about when you come out of that, from under that baler, you, you can't be any dirtier. 
And, and the desire that you have for a shower is almost overwhelming. <laughs> so sometimes it so overwhelms me, I have stopped the baler and jumped in a creek or jumped in a pond there beside where I was bailing. Hey, I had to get this off of me. And, and, I, and I've, I've thought about that's what God does mm -hmm. through the washing, the cleansing of the word. Right. My worry is just about more than I can take. Yeah. My mm -hmm. fear is just, my lust is about to get mm -hmm. me here. My, my, my impatience is just about consumed me. Uh, I, I don't know why, I'm just getting mad. I, I get mad and I, I get so angry and I hate that. I hate that yeah. burning feeling of anger right now that's over me and I want it off of me. Mm -hmm. I want this off of me. And that's what the word does. Yeah. It washes that off oh. of you, refreshes mm -hmm. and cleanses you. So and good. you come out of that cold shower and wow, are you rejuvenated. Yes. Awesome. You're renewed. And this year, God's word is going to wash us. Mm -hmm. yep. God's word is going to wash us as we learn to live in faith. And as we do, we will be living our life set free. Y'all stand. Amen. Amen. It's a good word. Lord, today we're so excited about this coming year and all that you're going to do in us. We submit ourselves to you and say, here we are, Lord, have your way in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a great, great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.